הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו ולכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש המשבר ארצמה ובפחד לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסדור המנחן ובמקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן ופגם את שמחה נא נח נחמן נחמן ואומת זכותו תגן עלינו והכל ישכן אמן ברוך השם today we start and we finish a very very special תורה תורה עין זין אבדיקו תמור אנטיניאנה top right into it דה נו שכל אחד מישראל every single אפילו צדיק גדול, even a great צדיק, צריך שיהיה לו איזה צער בכל יום. It's necessary that he has to have some sort of suffering every single day. וגם מי שדעתו יותר גדולה, and also one whose consciousness is even greater, the greater one's knowledge of Hashem is, צערו גדול ביותר, the greater his suffering must be. And this is something huge, something that is a little bit scary, But nonetheless, part of the process of this world, um, as we're going to see, that, uh, that every Jew has to go through some suffering. But Rabbeinu can explain how to sweeten that suffering. So, the greater one's knowledge, the greater the pain must be sometimes. B'fchinat ha'ed ba'adam in Kohelet, chapter 1, Yosif da'at, Yosif ma'chov. Increase da'at, when you increase knowledge, Yosif ma'chov, you increase anguish. Barabanu says the way to sweeten this suffering and this anguish is when you eat in holiness and with fear of heaven. So that when you eat in holiness, with this you create a sweetening so that this, this suffering and this anguish did not become overpowering. God forbid. And so that this suffering did not devolute from this um, Something into the Yetzirah. Meaning what? Um, that this suffering doesn't transform into a ploy of the Yetzirah, basically. That, um, that this doesn't devolve. This, uh, that a devolution doesn't devolve from the suffering uh, to the Yetzirah. That the Yetzirah can attack you with this suffering. What's this? This this devolution from the suffering that we're talking about, a strict judgment, God forbid. So when you eat in holiness and with fear of heaven, you prevent this, this suffering from transforming itself and from descending into this aspect of this strict judgment. Okay. But it is then with this, when you eat in fear of heaven, when you eat in holiness, That when you eat in holiness, you create the sweetening. As we said above, With this you create the mouth, or the mouth assumes an aspect of human status. The mouth transforms itself into the aspect of a human. Mifrinat, it says in Shemot chapter 4, Who places a mouth on a man? As God says. When Moshe Rabbeinu told Hashem Yidbarach that he was not, he didn't have the power of speech, That how could he, could he be the one to lead the Jewish people and speak for the Jewish people when Be'emet, Moshe was telling Hashem that he has a lisp, he, he can't speak properly, he stutters. What did Hashem say? Mi Adam. Who is the one who places a mouth on a human? Who is the one who gave a human a mouth, a mouth to begin with? And just as I made you stutter, I can too make you not stutter if I want to. But now Rabbanu is translating this in a bit of a different manner. Meaning what? When you eat in holiness and you create that sweetening, your mouth assumes the aspect of komat adam, the structure of a human. Meaning what? That the mouth 
ascends to this aspect and becomes this komat adam. Because when you don't eat in holiness, God forbid, Rabbanu says your mouth literally becomes an animal, a wild animal. But when you eat in holiness, your mouth assumes the aspect of a human, meaning it becomes a human mouth. No. Meaning that the mouth transforms into the aspect of komat adam, human structure. Because the, the essential fear of Hashem, of Hashem is drawn down to a person at the time when he's eating specifically. How do we know this? It says in Rut, Megillat Rut, chapter 2, At mealtime, come over here. What did Boaz tell Rut? At mealtime, come to my field. I'll feed you. What did this mean? At mealtime, come over here. We spoke about this in Lesson 7 of Likut Moran, Tinyana, Ot Zayn. We spoke about this over there. And Halom and Amachud, that Halom, when it says Halom in the verse over there, Halom here, which literally means here, is reference to Malchut, kingship. And what's kingship? It's fear. How do we know this? Were it not for the fear of the government, of Malchut, of kingship, meaning that Kingship has associated within it fear. So we see what is halom. Halom is malchut. And it says, in halom, in a malchut. And it says, in gemara zavachim. And what is malchut? Malchut represents fear. So he, halom, which is malchut, and malchut being fear, meaning that what? And mealtime, there's the aspect of kingship, halom, which is malchut. And mealtime, there's the aspect of kingship. And what's kingship? It's fear. So we see, Rabbanu says, if mealtime is this aspect of halom, and halom is malchut, and malchut is fear, then mealtime must be fear. So we see that when a person is eating, at the time of eating, then fear is drawn down to a person. As we see in this lesson 7 of Likut that the primary aspect of livelihood and food and and uh, and food is drawn during the from the aspect of malchut, sorry, from the aspect of a kingship, which is the aspect of fear. Look over there. We saw over there the idea of the Liviatan, the Liviatan is malchut, which grinds up the, the parnasa for each and every individual that we talked about over there. So Rabbanu is teaching us that malchut, which is present during the time of meal, when a person's eating, is able to draw down fear. Meaning what? That the primary time the primary time for the fear of Hashem to be drawn down to the world is when a person's uh, eating. Therefore, when a person eats in holiness, and he draws upon himself that fear which is which has come down to the world while he's eating. And how do you do that? Basically, you eat with fear of heaven, with proper purity and holiness. You basically bring that aspect of malchut, that kingship, which is the fear we said above, within the mouth. And then you, you turn the aspect of the mouth into the structure of a human. Not animalistic, but it becomes human. Why? Because you've eaten in holiness. And it says in the verse, Who places a mouth on a man? Who gives a mouth to a man? Because 
Because when a person does not eat in holiness or fear of heaven, then that fear which comes down to a person at the time of eating, stands from afar and does not enter this person. But when this person eats with fear and purity, meaning he allows that holy fear which is present at mealtime to draw within himself. And how does he do that when he eats with purity, with holiness? When he eats slowly, with simcha. When he doesn't eat too fast. Doesn't eat like an animal. Then that aspect of fear which is malchud enters his mouth and then that mouth enters the aspect of komat adam the structure of man as we said above as we said in the verse over there that Hashem places the mouth and it becomes a man it enters the structure or the category of man of human in reward for this when a person eats with him fear of heaven and in holiness and he turns transforms the mouth into the structure of the, the human through this he attains an even greater ascent that that komat adam that structure of man gets elevated into the aspect of adam alion the supernal man meaning the mouth gets elevated into the structure of man but then it gets even elevated a level above that which is what we call Adam Ayyon, the supernal man. The supernal man. Bifrinat the Tzedin Yechezkel, chapter 1. Upon the throne, upon the throne, sorry, there was a form in the appearance like a man. Sorry. That um, upon the, the throne, that there was a Upon the throne, there was a form in the appearance of a man on it from above. And this is the supernal man we're talking about. The man that is upon the throne that looks like the, uh, that is in the appearance, that, that, that structure that is on the throne, which is in the appearance of a man. That's the supernal man we're talking about. And this is the aspect of what is mentioned in the Zohar, HaKadosh. In, uh, in different places. That what Shekhinah medaberit mitoch geonot, that the Shekhinah speaks through his throat. Bechinat, as it says in the verse, Adonai sefatai tiftach. Hashem, open up my lips. And we say in Tehidim. Meaning what? When your mouth assumes the aspect of not only Komat Adam, structure of man, but it elevates itself to Adam Elion, the supernal man as we discussed, then the Shekhinah speaks through your mouth. And not only that, it's, it's in the aspect of Hashem's Fatah Hashem, open up my lips, meaning it's Adnut, it's Alef, Dalin, Nun, and you, the name of Hashem, which is the Shekhinah, which is opening up your mouth. It's the Shekhinah speaking for you. It's no longer your mouth, it's no longer you speaking, it's God speaking for you. That with the opening of your mouth, it's the aspect of Hashem, of God Himself. As it says, the Shekhinah will speak through your throat. Meaning when you eat in proper purity and fear of heaven, not only does your mouth assume the aspect of Komat Adam, but ascends in a level even higher than that. Which is what? It ascends the aspect of supernal man. And in the aspect of supernal man, the, the mouth of the supernal man has the, the Shekhinah speaking through it. Hainu. This is 
When the mouth is, assumes the aspect of Komat Adam, the structure of man, then it's in the category of speech. Because the category of a man is speech. This is what separates a man from every other creature. Speech. But afterwards, but after it merits to attain this aspect of the category of the structure of man, it goes a level even higher, which is what? Adam Alion, the supernal man. And in the supernormal, and with regard to the supernormal, it's the Shekhinah that speaks to his throat. It's, as it says in the verse in Tehinim, Hashem opened up my lips. And this idea that we talked about above, that we sweeten the suffering through eating in holiness, now Rabbanu is going to explain. Because know this. This devolution, that greater suffering and anguish arrives at a person who has even greater consciousness. Because if he has greater consciousness of God, then he must be tested at a higher level. So he has to have more, go through more tests and more suffering. So Rabbeinu says, with this devolution, that greater suffering arrives to someone who's great, who has more intelligence. Not intelligence brains, but someone who has more knowledge of Hashem, more awareness of God. As we said above at Kohelet, one who increases that increases his anguish. Rabbeinu says, at first glance, this is very difficult to understand. Why should it be so? That God forbid, one who increases his dad should increase, that his pain should increase. Why is it like this? Now Rabbeinu answers, Arda. However, know this. The answer to this lies in the passageway of the tefillin. If you look at the tefillin, where the strap goes through the, bra, the box, there's a, there's a hole in the box. There's a hollow area inside the box, which the, which the strap of leather passes through so that we can actually, so that the, the tefillin are secured on the strap of leather. So that passageway where, the, 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 where, the, where there's that... Um, those hollow two points, which the strap goes through, that's called the ma'abachta, the passageway of tefillin. We see this on the head and on the arms also. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. If there's no fear, there's no wisdom. So we see that they're dependent upon each other. And therefore, Therefore, anyone who merits any sort of wisdom and awareness of God, fear must be drawn upon him as well because fear without uh, wisdom without fear is nothing. And as we said above, the beginning of wisdom is fear. So you cannot have wisdom without fear. It doesn't exist. You cannot hear fear without wisdom. So we see that they're both dependent upon each other. If you have any sort of consciousness, there must be greater fear upon you. Because they're dependent upon each other, these two concepts. And this explains the passageway of Tfilin, that uh, hollow area in the Tfilin that allows for the strap of leather to go through the box. And now we're going to explain. Because Tfilin represents wisdom. That, why? Because Tfilin represents the mentalities. As we said, many, many different lessons. 
and the strap of leather represents fear. Because it says in the Hakdama of the Zohar HaKadosh. It says over there. That this evil strap, an evil strap is fallen fear. So what is this strap? We see that the evil strap represents fallen fear, which means if it's not evil, then it's just fear. So Rabbanu is explaining this idea that the strap represents fear, and we here we see this with the Zohar in a negative connotation, but Rabbanu is taking this in a, in a, in a, neutral, in a neutral connotation, in, in a good connotation, being that the retzua, the strap, represents fear. So Rabbanu is explaining that basically holy fear represents a holy strap. So we can, if we can infer the opposite as it brought down from the Zohar. And now we can understand the relationship with the strap that passes through that passageway within the Tfidin. Meaning the strap which represents fear passes through the mentalities, which is a tfilid. Because the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God, as we said above. Meaning before we get to the wisdom, we have to have the strap. And that strap is fear. Before one has wisdom, it must be preceded with fear. And therefore, every single Jew, and by the way, Rabbeinu says, Ish Yisrael. The, the man who is Yisrael. What is Yisrael? Yisrael comes from the language, Kisarita Imelokim. You fought. Meaning, a Jew has to fight for his holiness. Every single day, you have to push yourself. Rabbeinu says, a Jew is not a Jew unless he pushes himself from level to level. Meaning, to be truly a Jew, it means to fight, to move to the next level. From one holy level to the next level, midarga ledarga, laalot midarga ledarga. The real true Jew is when he tries to push himself to make himself better every single day. So Rabbanu says, therefore, every single Jew who every single day merits the aspect of mochin mentality, fear must pass through him as well, because the strap passes through the passageway of tefillin, so every single day a person wants to increase his consciousness, his awareness, his knowledge of God, to study more Torah, to be better, to do more mitzvot, more fear must be drawn upon him, because we said in Rashid Chochma Yirat Hashem, with the more fear you take upon yourself, the more, with the more wisdom you take upon yourself, the more fear. Um, and it's from that passageway, the, sorry, the, the strap which passes through that passageway within the tefillin that devolves into the suffering for each and every Jew every single day. Meaning, the suffering that occurs to each and every Jew, which stems, it stems from this fear. And what's that fear? It's the, it's the strap of tefillin that passes through that, um, that hollow part in the, uh, in the tefillin. And anyone whose knowledge is greater, his pain is greater. Because suffering devolves itself from fear. Fear is the source of suffering. It starts at fear and then it devolves into suffering in this world. And fear is dependent upon one's intellect, one's knowledge. When I'm saying godly knowledge, godly consciousness. And there's suffering which comes from holy fear. As we said above that there's a holy strap. And sometimes 
God forbid, there's suffering that comes to a person which devolves itself from fallen fears, which is the evil strap. And obviously we do not want any of that. And even a Jew who does not merit, then what happens? God forbid, then he has suffering which stems itself from this evil strap, which is a fallen fear. But when a person eats in holiness, tying the lesson full circle now, when he eats in holiness and he draws upon himself the fear of holiness at the time when he's eating because that's when the fear of God approaches him in this world when, it's, when it comes during the meal time Rabban was saying when a person eats his meal when he's having whatever it is whether it's lunch then the yirah of Hashem is drawn down in the world but it's just whether you take it or not it's there for the taking but depending on how you eat will determine how much you're able to take in that fear so a person who eats in holiness and draws upon himself that holy fear which is present during the time of eating, then through this he sweetens the suffering and the judgment which stems from the evil strap, which comes from the evil strap, God forbid. Because now he's overpowering that evil, evil strap with the holy strap, which is what? Holy fear. And he's drawing upon himself holy Fear. And through this, he elevates and he sweetens those fallen fears which stem from the evil strap of Tzidin, as we said above. Now, this is the deep secret with the story or with the what is written over there in the Gemara Megillah, page 26. What did it say over there? We're going to bring the quote of the Gemara and then Rabbanu is going to take this Gemara apart in the most tremendous fashion. It's really it, only a tzaddik like Rabbanu like a Be'emet can, can explain a Gemara like this. It's, it's phenomenal. A strip of land extended from the portion of Yehuda into the portion of Binyamin. And we know that there is a piece of land that Binyamin that Yehuda and Binyamin that, uh, that Yehuda and Binyamin both shared. And upon this piece of land, this strip of land, that tzaddik was anguished every single day. And he hoped to swallow it up. And he merited and became a host to the Shekhinah. Okay, what this means on the surface level doesn't really make much sense. And now, with regard to this lesson, we can see how Gaben was teaching us this secret. Binyamin, who Binyamin is the aspect of consciousness of that. Binyamin, the mentality is Tfinin. He represents Tfinin. It says in the Sifri, in Parashat Bezot Abracha, Rashi over there brings this up. Look at the Gemara Yomah, page 12, Sota, page 37, Zvachim, page 53 and 118, all these places. The Bet HaMikdash was in the portion of Binyamin. And Rabbeinu explains that Bet HaMikdash is the concept of that. Anyone who has that is as if he built the Bet HaMikdash in his days. Because that was given between two divine names. As it says, Kiel Deot Hashem. Kel and Hashem is the two words that um, 
surround and sandwich Deot, uh, which is Da'at, uh, which is knowledge. And we see that the Bet Mikdash was also given between two divine names. So, Rabban was saying that there's a connection between Da'at and Bet Mikdash, that actually Da'at is the Bet Mikdash, it's the same aspect. Yehuda, who bechinat Malchut, and Yehuda represents Malchut, kingship, bechinat Yirah. Fear. How do we know? It's obvious. Yehuda, all the kings stem from Yehuda, come from the tribe of Yehuda. Yehuda is the tribe of kingship. And what is kingship? It's fear. Were it not for the fear of Malchut, as we said. So we say, the Yehuda represents fear. Now we see the meaning of Retsuah in the Gemara over there. A strip. What does that mean? A strip of land. Sorry. Hanan. Meaning that strip we talked about above, not Retsua, the strip of land, but that strap we mentioned, the strap of Tfinin, which represents fear. This strap of the Tfinin, that's the fear. That strap of fear, meaning fear extends from Yehuda to Binyamin. Meaning fear stems. Or the, the, the strap stems from the portion of Yehuda which represents fear. And enters the portion of Binyamin. And what does Binyamin represent? Meaning within the mentalities, within the Tfinin. That fear is brought, the strap is brought from, sorry, the strap of Tfinin extends from fear and into that. Which is the strap of leather which passes through the passageway of Tfilin. That's the passageway we're talking about. That what? The strap, which is fear, extends through the passageway and enters what? The mind, which is that. And upon this strip of lamb, this tzaddik was anguished over it all day. Meaning what? Because from this strap of tefillin is where all the suffering stems to every single Jew every single day. It's from that strap of tefillin because we said above, the more one increases that, which is tefillin, mochin, the more one increases his pain and suffering, which stems from yirah, which is the strap. So we see everything stems from the strap. The more you increase your da'at, the mentalities, the bigger the strap, which is the bigger the suffering. And specifically to the tzaddik, because the tzaddik, his dat is greater than everyone else's. So he has to suffer more than more, more than everyone else. So this is why this is why this tzaddik was anguished by this all day, because the tzaddik who has more dat has to suffer from the strap, because his tfinin is bigger, his tfinin is greater, it illuminates more. So this, the fear that is associated with that tfinin must be bigger. And it's from that fear which this suffering stems from. And this is what it says, and he seeked out to swallow it. Meaning what? Meaning he constantly seeked out and was searching to constantly find a rectification to sweeten the suffering which comes through that strap that we mentioned above. Through what? Through eating. He wanted to, to sweeten that suffering through eating. In holiness. And he merited that that strip of land became a host to the Shekhinah. What does that mean? Meaning he merited to sweeten that suffering 
through the eating in holiness and with fear of heaven. And through this, his mouth entered what? It became a host for the Shechina, meaning what? Like we said above, when a person eats in holiness, what does his mouth enter? It enters the category of Komat Adam, the structure of man. And this is what represents Ushpiza host. Because Rabbi Yosef Bar Asian, the son of Asian, says in Gemara Erovin, page 53b, when he'd speak, sorry, Rabbi, o, yeah, Rabbi Yosef Bar Asian doesn't say this, it says this about Rabbi Yosef Bar Asian. When he would speak wittily, when he'd speak with wisdom, he would say about the innkeeper, a man of his mouth. He would call this innkeeper a man of his mouth. What did that mean? As Rashi says over there in the Gemara, a man of this mouth. And what is this mouth we're talking about? As we said above, when Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, who is it that puts a mouth on a human? Meaning it's me who gives a person a mouth. I'm the one in charge. So we see that what? With wisdom, when Rabbi Yosef Barasyan would speak with this aspect of wisdom, he would um, create this aspect of what? A man of this mouth. He would call the innkeeper a man of, his, of this mouth. Meaning what? Of uh, meaning that the mouth transformed into the aspect of human structure. Meaning a man of this mouth. Meaning that the mouth transformed into the aspect of man. Into the aspect of a manly structure. Meaning it entered the category of man. Not animal. Because he ate in holiness. Uh, meaning this happens when a person eats in holiness. When the, man is, when the mouth is transformed into a human mouth. This is what it says in the Gemara. And it became a host to the Shekhinah. What did that mean? Because through the sweetening we mentioned above, when a person eats in holiness, that when a person eats in holiness, he transforms his mouth into the aspect of man. After this, once the mouth transformed into the aspect of human category, it then ascends up a higher level, which is what? The supernal man. It says about the supernal man that the Shekhinah speaks through his throat. Now we see is when the Ushpischan, which becomes the Komat Adam, transformed into the Shekhinah. Whenever the mouth transforms from Komat Adam to, to Adam Ha'alyon. Because we said above that Rabbi Yosef Barasyan, when he'd speak with wisdom, it would be he would speak say about the innkeeper a man of his mouth, a man of this mouth. Which we said, what is a man of this mouth? Which mouth are we talking about? Misam Adam, who places this mouth to man, meaning komat Adam. So the mouth we're referring in that story in the Gemara Erovin has to do with komat Adam. But then in a sense, the aspect of Shechina Midaberet Mitorgei Ono, meaning what Adam Malion, and that's what it says. We brought from the Gemara Megillah that entire story Rabban was explaining that the shechin, that it became a host to the Shechina. What are we talking about? Meaning that the mouth transformed from Ush Pischan, which represents Komat Adam, as we see from the Gemara um, 
Eruvin, page 53b, with the story of Rabbi Yosef Barasian, and then it transformed to an even higher level, which is what we call Adam Elyon, which is when the Shekhinah speaks through it, which is Hashem's Fatah Tiftach. It's a very deep lesson, but Rabbeinu gives us a tremendous secret as to how to nullify the suffering that we receive every single day. Especially for one who wants to try to grow, push himself, that it's obvious that he has to be tested more. But, there's a way to sweeten it, and the way to sweeten it is to eat in holiness and fear of heaven. So, Bizrat Hashem, may we really do so, and may we eat it, bimitinut, with slowliness, and um, with patience, to really think about the food that we're eating, with mindfulness, uh, with simcha, Rabbi Nathan speaks about tremendously, not too fast, and there's many other things, the Zohar speaks about the, trying to track back where every single object on your plate comes from. There's lots of uh, deep secrets with regard to the way to eat. But um, to, look at the, to look at the food and to remember that there's letters behind the food, that it's not the food you're eating, as Rabbeinu speaks about. Um, I forgot which lesson, maybe lesson 19. I forgot which one. But this idea that the food in itself has letters. And the main thing is to elevate the letters within the food. It's not the food we're eating. It's the letters that is nourishing us. So there's all this aspect of food. But this all has to do with eating in Yirat Shamaim and with Kedusha. May we really, may we really do so. And Bezat Hashem attain this uh, sweetening of suffering. Bezat Hashem.